welcome to U.S. History Mastercast 9. Our topic is Westward Expansion and the Civil War. In this podcast, we'll discuss characteristics of the United States before the Civil War, the concept of manifest destiny, causes, conditions, and the legacy of the Civil War. Okay, let's begin our discussion. In the 1800s, we saw the economy of the United States evolve. We call it the market revolution. People were increasingly buying and selling goods as opposed to making them themselves. As a result of this, U.S. markets expanded. We also see a period of inventions in many areas. This is also stimulating the economy. At the same time, we see the nationalism in the country also growing. The concept of manifest destiny. Americans believed that the United States was ordained to expand to the Pacific Ocean, to take territory from Mexico and native tribes. Some of the important issues before the Civil War included what would be the status of these new states and territories. Would they be free or slave states? The debate over the method to determine this continued. What method should be used to decide? Some argued that the territories themselves should make this decision. That concept was known as popular sovereignty. The Missouri Compromise was one method. If you remember, Missouri came in as a slave state. Maine as a free state. The Compromise of 1850 again was Henry Clay's attempt to resolve the issue and in 1852 we see the Kansas-Nebraska Act. Stephen Douglas proposes the concept of popular sovereignty, dividing the territory into two separate territories. Each territory make the decision on their own through voting. This is known as popular sovereignty. The result of popular sovereignty was what we call bleeding Kansas. There was a violent response Slavery also led to the birth of new political parties. Slavery divided the Whigs. We see the Know Nothing Party, which was formed emphasizing nativism, favoring native-born people over immigrants. We also saw the Free Soil Party. These people opposed the extension of slavery. However, it was not based on moral grounds. They objected to the competition with free enterprise. The Republican Party is also born, formed in opposition to slavery. Slavery dominated politics. The important Supreme Court decision of Dred Scott versus Sanford. We remember this decision for many reasons. One important aspect of it that slaves were not citizens because they were property. During this period we also study the Lincoln-Douglas debates. Again Lincoln and Douglas debated the issue of slavery. Lincoln is elected in 1860. In 1861, the Confederate States of America are formed, and Jefferson Davis is named as their president. The Union and Confederate strategies were very different during the Civil War. The Union followed what's known as the Anaconda Plan. The goal was to blockade the South, cut off its potential assistance from foreign nations, and control the Mississippi. The Confederacy, however, was primarily in a defensive mode. Most of the war was fought in the South. Lincoln believed that slavery was morally wrong. However, he believed that the government did not have the authority under the Constitution to abolish it where it already existed. Once the Civil War began, in his role as Commander-in-Chief, he did make the decision to issue the Emancipation Proclamation. The Emancipation Proclamation was issued on January 1, 1863. 
It's important to remember that the Emancipation Proclamation did not end slavery. It applied only to areas behind Confederate lines outside Union control. It was extremely important in the success of the North in winning the Civil War because it gave the war a moral purpose. The Emancipation Proclamation freed slaves in war territory only, only the areas that were, quote, in rebellion. It angered the South, was a very successful strategy. It allowed slaves a better opportunity to gain their freedom, and the South vowed to fight to the death. Life during wartime was very difficult. There were many shortages of goods and food in the South, which led to food riots in some cases. However, in contrast, the northern economy boomed in various war industries. We also saw changing roles for women during the Civil War. The turning point of the Civil War was the Battle of Gettysburg. The defeat of the Confederates destroyed their morale. They were never able to recover from this defeat. It's also known for Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. The importance of the Gettysburg Address is that in it Lincoln talks about the United States as one nation. Again, symbolizing the turning point of the war, focusing on reuniting the Union and a return to normalcy. The United States completely changed as a result of the Civil War. The legacy of the war includes many political changes. The war would end and the states would be reunited. However, as a result of the Reconstruction period which will follow the Civil War, the federal government will be strengthened. Many economic changes occurred as a result of the Civil War, including industry growth in the North, a railroad system being constructed, the devastation of the southern economy which resulted in a significant gap between the wealth in the north and the wealth in the south, also a huge war debt. A great deal of new war technology emerged as a result of the Civil War, including the rifle, trench warfare, and of course the slaves were ultimately freed, again not by the Emancipation Proclamation, but by the 13th Amendment to the Constitution. Lastly, Another very unfortunate result of the Civil War will be our first presidential assassination. President Lincoln was assassinated by John Wilkes Booth, a Southern sympathizer, who shot the president at Ford Theater in Washington, D.C. This concludes our review of some key ideas dealing with westward expansion and the Civil War. Remember, rewind and replay this podcast for additional review. Thank you for being part of our Mastery Maze community. Visit www.masterymaze.com for more review podcasts.